You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you guys, welcome back to my podcast. I am really excited for today's episode. I, When I started doing the Mature Womanhood podcast kind of series, I have two out. I think I'm going to do a third one. I kind of realized that a lot of women are really loving and resonating with just kind of my more you know, day-to-day ideas and things that are kind of going on with me day-to-day and, you know, just fun things about being a woman and girlhood. And from that space, I kind of wanted to start doing these sort of like weekly updates and just kind of letting you guys know where I am. Every week, I'm learning and integrating and embodying so much and it's changing. You know, every week, I'm there's just newness and newness or integration or sometimes there's boredom and that's totally fine too. Um, but there's just so much being integrated each week by me and I would just love to talk about the kind of little things that I'm thinking of each week or the little things that are kind of changing within me each week so yeah thank you guys so much for listening so first of all September is a really sacred month to me especially in my relationship our one-year anniversary is in September our one year of meeting is in September and the number nine is really really special to my partner and I And so September, I've been really excited to enter into September. My new coaching clients came in in September. You know, I take my girls every three months, so the next girls will come in December. And so my new coaching clients came in, and this last week, I've really just been... I don't even know, like so much has been shifting and changing, and I felt like I had this new relationship to life kind of form in the last few days. It really kind of like hit home. And so for me, when I was in the maybe in the beginning stages of my more of my intense meditation journey, my commitment to a certain lineage, um, the Yogananda's uh, SRF, um, you know, temple and group, and then um, the fellowship. That's the word I was looking for, (laughs) the Yogananda Self-Realization Fellowship. And that's the lineage I committed myself to. And then within that, I started that about two or so years ago and or a year or so ago and within that I have really realized in the last couple months that 
the way that I was coming to meditation was just not working for me. I felt like I was always kind of reaching out and I was feeling really unfulfilled after my meditations instead of really filled up. And I realized that I was really coming to meditation in a very masculine way. I was really approaching it using these very masculine structures. And although I actually like the structure of the masculine structures that I have, which is the, you know, the techniques that I'm doing and the actual specific ways in which I am meditating. However, within that, like filling up that space in the middle, which is really the balance between the masculine and feminine, right? The masculine is the structure and then the feminine is all of that space in between. And so I was realizing that I was allowing the space in between to be filled up in such a masculine way and it was really draining me and I just wasn't, it wasn't a full body yes for me. And I started a few days ago on Saturday. It's Wednesday I'm recording this, so September 7th I'm recording this. And on Saturday last weekend, I tried a meditation where I did the same exact um, structure. Of course, I came to it with the same breathing techniques and the same um, way of meditating with the structure. However, when I was meditating, I switched into such a heart-centered receiving energy while I was meditating. And instead of penetrating out, which is kind of what was being taught to me, instead of penetrating out and saying, God, please come to me. God, I need you. God, God, God. And kind of pushing out towards God and looking for God. Instead of that, in this very like masculine retrieval, active penetrating energy, I switched it and I came into my body and I just fully felt into my heart. And I said the same exact things, right? Sometimes during meditation, you are just, there's so many different ways to meditate to fill up that space. But one of my favorite things to do is to just call out and cry out to God in my meditation. And so in that meditation, instead of calling out and crying in this way that I'm trying to penetrate and grab and retrieve, instead I called out and cried from a very heart-centered space. And so I was breathing and integrating my entire body and breathing with my heart and allowing myself to be in a receiving energy. So now when I'm calling out to God as a child calls out to its mother, I'm calling and calling, but I'm in this state of complete surrender complete receiving and saying I'm ready I'm open come to me penetrate me be with me I need you I want you I'm here penetrate me and feeling it fully in my body and really fully coming into that space, into that kind of heart center space. And every time I breathed, I would breathe with starting from my heart. So I would breathe and I would go out in as if it was like this wave and I would go out and breathe into my entire body, particularly my heart and my womb and my yoni. And I would get into this completely surrendered space and receiving space. It's really receiving. Every single time I would breathe, within this meditation and my whole body reacted in such a wonderful way and I felt so filled up after that meditation and it just felt so good and after that I went outside and I read for about an hour because it was a Saturday 
And I'm reading this book called Magdalene Mysteries, which I recommend every single woman slash every single person on earth to read. It's not a Christian book. Um, it talks about Mar Mary Magdalene, obviously, who has been um, put in this kind of Christian tradition. But Jesus and Mary Magdalene pretty much have very little, very, very little to do with what Christianity is today. Christianity today is more of just a, you know, a mechanistic way to kind of control and and uh, keep actually people away from God uh, through the ways that they're actually um, preventing full body integration with God your full soul connecting fully with God and so and they've also demonized Mary Magdalene in these insane ways like for example Mary Magdalene was the mother of Jesus's children his wife and they called her a whore and a prostitute in the in the church because they didn't like that Jesus was you know she was sexually liberated Mary Magdalene was sexually liberated and she you know initiated Jesus into these tantric and sexually liberating practices and you know she was divorced and had a child by another man and she was a very sexually liberated dark light deep truly feminine being and obviously the church doesn't like that and so they called her a prostitute and tried to demean her and tried to uh, really discredit her and so really coming into Mary Magdalene and allowing yourself to be penetrated by all of that information is so healing just as a woman so I don't it has really nothing to do with Christianity of course it's about Jesus but like I said most religions kind of distorted all of the teachings of a specific person that was actually extremely liberated Jesus Christ was extremely anti-patriarchal. Anti he went against the religions of the time. He was, you know, like a kind of like revolution, a spiritual revolutionary of sorts. And of course, I, I in my opinion, one of the ways that the uh, people can kind of rewrite that history and also control that narrative is if they say, no, that's actually, he, we like him. This is what he said. And so by doing that, they can completely rewrite instead of saying, oh, he's the worst. OK, don't listen to him. He's the worst because then you're still allowing what he said to exist. They're just saying, no, he's ours. And this is what he said. And, and this is what he stood for. And this is what he is. And he, then he's become, you know, this this emblem of, you know, um, blonde-haired, blue-eyed colonization, you know what I mean? So it's just very interesting how they have, and, and very sad and fucking horrific, actually, how they have distorted uh, Jesus Christ and also Mary Magdalene. And so I went outside and I was reading my, Mary, my Magdalene Mysteries book and it was just so liberating reading into these feminine practices and learning about these goddesses and really deeply going into these different lineages and teachings of these feminine principles and, and this womb wisdom and all of this beautiful feminine information that is so sacred but has been lost and deliberately taken from us in the patriarchal age that we are in and have been for thousands of years. And so even in that, I was sitting outside and I was reading my book and I just felt so content. I had had a good meditation and I was just looking up and just feeling into how fulfilled I felt and looking up into the clouds and looking up into the gardens and looking at the trees. And I was just feeling into that, you know, level of feeling content. And I feel like that's so easy to kind of 
miss, right? Especially with myself, I'm always kind of going on to the next thing, right? Even being an influencer, having a social media platform, you're always speaking on the next thing, talking on the next thing, creating the next thing. And it goes really quickly. And you know, always wanting more, more engagement, more followers, more, you know, clients, more this, more that, and really kind of focusing on just how do I generate more? How do I generate more? And how, and, and that's really fulfilling. I enjoy that deeply. I really enjoy it deeply. I, I love showing up in this really penetrating way to the world and being in this this presence and this force and allowing more people to hear the message that God gave me and that, you know, God channels through me. So that's a, a joy to me. I love it. While at the same time, we want to balance that with feeling totally loving and accepting of right where we are and feeling really content with where we are and I think I I always love and accept like exactly where I am you know when I make mistakes or when something happens but feeling content in my room that I'm in right now or sitting outside in the grass and feeling into that present moment it's also just about you know being with the present moment and feeling into that and just letting my neck, you know, arch up towards the sun and feeling the, you know, the grass below my fingertips and looking back and feeling the wind as it moves through the trees and moves on my face and just feeling into that moment. And even right now, feeling into this moment, you know, feeling into this moment as I am transmitting, you know, my own expressions and my own my my own way of expressing myself in the world and feeling into how good that feels and how good this room that I'm in feels and looking around me and looking at all the vitamins right next to me and you know being grateful that I have all of these vitamins and just the point is being very content with this space that I'm in right now and I think that's different than like loving and accepting yourself versus like being content in your environment and even with myself as well because I me and Jeremiah my partner we travel a lot and right now we're in the process of looking where is going to be like our home where are we going to settle down where are we going to buy a home But within that comes this sense of like we're always kind of moving and we're always kind of going on to the next thing. And so I just want to integrate and remind myself and be with this sense of content, um, contentment and presence and happiness and joy with right where I am, you know, and and loving and, and creating this this embodiment. And I think while we are always being so active and kind of pursuing and and working and doing this and that it's really important of course to bring in that feminine balance and be in your embodiment how can you bring more love into your embodiment how can you bring more expression into your embodiment and it's really not about where you are what you're doing it's about your embodiment throughout that how are you embodied how much love are you holding in your body how much love are you capable of creating and sustaining and feeling and transmitting to others right and for me this particularly is with my partner, right? So when I'm engaging with him, how 
present can I be? How joyous can I be? How full of the present moment? Whatever that is, maybe it's not joy, maybe it's sadness, but this deep presence, how deeply present can I be with him when I speak to him, when I'm engaging with him? Am I just engaging with him to to just engage with him or am I engaging with him in this deeply present and healing manner? And how much can I see him? How deeply can I view him? How deeply can I hold space for him? How deeply can I see him and and love him and also be the embodiment of love, which is very healing for the masculine and for yourself as well. Um, so for me, in the last week, I kind of was just really deeply switching. I, I'm normally, obviously, in my feminine, uh, pretty, you know, like I would say 80% of the time. But how deeply am I in my feminine, right? How present am I with my feminine? You know, I I naturally now after doing, you know, feminine practices and deep integration work and, you know, connecting with myself for years, I'm naturally in my feminine, whatever that looks like, right? That doesn't necessarily look like being soft and sweet that could also look like being deeply expressive and deeply feeling and being juicy and being in your pleasure whatever that is uh, or it could look like being fierce but holding your heart throughout it and whatever it is I'm generally 80% of the time in my feminine but what I was kind of deepening into this week is there's so much more depth that I can be when I am within my feminine. So there's so much more depth that I can bring to myself and to my partner in my feminine. And me too, with me, I was kind of like looking at my practices. And so with the meditation, I I said, you know, I kind of am switching that and I have switched it in the last few days into this deeply feminine meditation practice, into this deeply receiving and open and surrendering meditation practice. And then something else I was doing was I, well, another thing that just makes me feel good is I just, you know, work out every day. And I usually do two days on and then one day off. So I can't work out for more than like three days in a row. Um, But I'll do like two days and then one day off. And, you know, that's that. And then I also stretch every day. But another thing I was adding was a little uh, period of alone time outside and I think for me that allows me and helps me to deeply be in my feminine when I am outside when I am feeling the wind when I'm feeling you know the sun on my face and the grass and the dirt and I'm just sitting in that and looking around me at all of the nature and all of the chaos and and all of this around me, I think that it's so important to spend alone time outside. And so I've been integrating into my practice an hour of alone time outside every day. And so for me, I get a little nervous doing alone time outside if I'm like in these, you know, like hiking trails or something like that. So what I've been doing is I've just been taking a towel out to my backyard, sitting up in a little secluded area of my backyard and just reading my book outside and just stopping to, you know, bask in the sun or, you know, um, sleep for a second or just look around me and just be present, look up at the clouds, look at the trees or read or do whatever I'm doing. And it's been really helpful me stay in my feminine and also feel filled up and embodied in my life and I think when I'm talking about being in my feminine I'm talking about the level of love that I can embody and express in each moment 
how deeply I can connect with the present moment and allow it to be felt in my body and how can I also offer that to my partner and offer it to myself but for me it's really about kind of getting into that space of somatic body movement and body feeling and the the transmission and holding and and expression of love in that in that way love as an entity and so so yeah so that has been kind of something that's been coming up and and with that I've been doing during my ovulation period which is what I'm in right now of my cycle everyone should be tracking their cycle if you have a womb you should absolutely be tracking your cycle it's so helpful and also Guys, this I posted on my Instagram, this book that I bought, it helps you track your cycles and I don't use any tra- tra- app and tracking apps anymore is what I was trying to say any tracking apps for my cycle anymore. I track it through this journal and this journal is the most in-depth thing I have ever experienced in my life. Like this journal, they went crazy on this. They literally they they put their whole they put their whole pussy in this literally for real because this book goes crazy. So it's called Cycles Journal and you can find them on Instagram. I think you just look up Cycles Journal on Instagram. And then also I think I linked them in my womanhood highlight. But guys, this book is fucking everything. And I already ordered my, I pre-ordered for 2023. And I think their 2022 ones are like $5 right now. And then the pre-order for the 2023 one is like $30. And this book should be like $80. No joke. It is so thorough and so fucking incredible. I am just so obsessed. So anyway, I am on my ovulation cycle of my phase, sorry, my ovulation phase of my cycle right now. And during my ovulation phase of my cycle, a lot of times I do a lot more yoni practices. So more like yoni healing practices. That's when I feel most able to do these more deep integrating uh, yoni practices. So yoni massage, these like traumatic um release somatic trauma release practices I do a lot of pleasure practices I'm engaging intimately a ton with my partner during my ovulation period or really also like leading up to it in my follicular phase and um and so yeah so I have been just doing a lot of like yoni practices and I've been wearing my yoni egg like I've been using my yoni eggs so much I have the clear quartz one from shock rubs you guys know you can use my code from shock rubs I think it's victoria deval 10 it might be something else I forget I'm gonna look and link it below but I've been using my yoni egg from shock rubs every day and just using it and allowing myself to kind of feel into that pleasure and into not even pleasure it's like the different sensations that I'm feeling and kind of just toning myself and feeling just how does that feel like sensitizing myself to having this healing crystal within me and something that happened the other day that I found so interesting was so you when you get a yoni egg you can get it drilled which means that it has a little string so When you put your yoni egg in, it has a little string. The string is like hanging out of your vagina. And when you want to pull the yoni egg out, you just grab the string and you pull the yoni egg through the string and then it just pops right out. 
I did that with my first yoni egg, which was the black obsidian yoni egg. And now I have the clear quartz one, but I'm much more comfortable birthing them as it's called. It's when you push it out on your own. And so I don't have drilled ones anymore. I don't have a string. I don't have a drilled yoni egg anymore. It's just full, fully through the crystal. But I do think it's important to do that in the beginning to have the drilled one. But I don't have the drilled one anymore. And I was trying to push it out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details the other day and I was like oh my gosh I was expending so much fucking energy I literally felt like I was gonna pop like an eyeball or something like I was just like pushing so hard and I couldn't get it out and I was like what the hell and it was like so it like hurt it felt like it didn't hurt it just was like you know you're pushing and it feels like you know you're trying to push out a poop and like nothing's coming out right I was just like pushing in that whole area and what I did was I was like, wait, I'm just kind of pushing in this whole kind of pelvic region. Let me just identify. Let me feel into my body and identify the actual vaginal muscles that I need to push with, not just a a general sensation of pushing in that area. Let me actually push with only my vaginal muscles. And I felt into my body and I identified the vaginal muscles and I pushed and it effortlessly came out like super quick. And I was like, wow, like that was so profound. Like it was just such a beautiful experience because I just was like, wow, I, there's so much, you know, learning to do with women, with, with anyone with a womb, with our bodies, like learning our, our different spaces and our different, you know, um, the different areas of your womb, of your yoni and and feeling into all the different parts. Like it really is like a yoni verse, as they say, and feeling into all the different parts and, you know, solely identifying a certain area and pushing only with that area. And it just felt really profound. And I feel like so many women, you know, they have these like, you know, birthing stories where they don't really know how to I was thinking like you know women I hear like they push and they push and they push and that a million things go wrong and they're pushing too hard and something happens and it's like I feel like we don't know ourselves and we need to start doing these practices to know ourselves and I was like now every time I push out this yoni egg I am going to practice and it's called birthing your yoni egg I'm going to practice solely identifying the area I need to push with I'm pushing with that area And should I ever have children, I feel like it primes you to healthily and safely birth a child, right? Because you're identifying, you're not just pushing in that whole area as I was trying to do and then everything is kind of getting strained, right? Your butthole is getting strained, your pelvis is getting strained, your vagina opening is getting strained, your everywhere is getting strained because you're just pushing in this general area. And Instead, when we really feel into our bodies and we identify the specific area that that needs us right now, the specific area to pay attention to, and we only push with that area, really strengthening that muscle, strengthening that ability within your own body, I felt like that was really, really profound. And so for me, I loved that so much. And 
And also with our yoni eggs, you know, birthing them when you push them out is such a interesting and cool experience because the only other time, you know, we're really pushing something out, like it goes in completely in us and then we push it out. Of course, you can like push out a penis should you want, but it's really not the same. Like it's really not the same when you have the yoni egg completely submerged submerged within you within your vagina when you have it completely submerged there's no connection to the outside whereas the penis is connected to the person it's on and they can also pull it out but when it's completely submerged within you like a like a child like a fetus and you push it out it's so interesting to feel into that and to also use that as a way to uh create more life-giving energy and more creation energy and what am I birthing what am I birthing every time I birth my yoni egg what do I want to birth today what do I want to create what do I want to birth and that feels really beautiful and I feel like a lot of times we think that our wombs are only reserved for childbirth or for another person's pleasure and really reclaiming our wombs as a sacred seat of creation and of life completely outside of the function of procreation, completely outside of the function of, you know, birthing a child. Your womb exists beyond that. Of course, and it, it, you know, it encapsulates that aspect as well. And that aspect is so sacred. But your womb exists beyond that if for more reasons than that and connecting you to the moon and to this deeply feminine aspect of yourself and getting in tune with that aspect of yourself and, and deciding to start that relationship is so beautiful. And my relationship with my womb and with my yoni has not always been you know, deeply profound, deeply connecting, deeply, you know, um, you know, just wonderful. It hasn't always been that way. I teach this in my, my coaching program. It's as part of my coaching program, but really deeply moving through these blockages and these edges and these traumas and these limiting beliefs and really these edges that keep us separated from this vulnerability and this connection and this deep source of joy and femininity and wildness and fullness and primal aspects about ourselves. we kind of cap that at a certain space because we've experienced trauma in our wombs or we've experienced trauma in life or we've experienced these limiting beliefs or we're afraid of being vulnerable. We're afraid of our own power. We're afraid of our own wildness. It makes us deeply uncomfortable. And so, you know, my journey has been long with my womb, you know, and it's a journey forever. It's, you know, it's it's an ongoing forever journey of just deepening, deepening, deepening into that space with your yoni and with your womb and making sure that you're integrating and bringing your womb and your yoni into your day-to-day -day life. And to me, that's kind of, the biggest thing is bringing your womb and your yoni into your day-to-day -day life, no longer ignoring them. And one of the ways to me that's super easy is the yoni egg because I don't have to, you know, do a whole self-pleasure ritual. I don't have to, you know, necessarily release some trauma. All I do is just put in this yoni egg and, you know, report, record my podcast. <laughs> you just keep it in, you know, throughout the day and it's just working for you. You know, you can keep it in for 15 minutes. You can keep it in for an hour, whatever you want. And you just go about your business. You could do these practices with it, but I tend to just keep it in and then go do something else. You know, I just put it in. And to me, that's that allows me to bring my yoni and bring my womb into the present 
moment and integrate these, you know, my womb and my yoni into my day-to-day life and make sure that I am paying attention to them and uh, really facilitating that that sensual relationship with myself in this really easy way so I love my yoni egg for that aspect I feel so fucking connected to my yoni egg probably the most the thing I feel most connected to as far as like a crystal uh chakra that I have um or any like you know crystal or like healing practice with my yoni egg like yoni uh steaming or yoni anything like the the yoni egg I love it my yoni egg is literally fucking everything to me I love my clear quartz uh crystal yoni egg like I love that thing so so yeah and um and also I did a collab with chakras a few weeks back so I'll link below if you want to if you want to grab one but that wasn't the the point of me sharing my story I just you know fucking love this this these yoni eggs and obviously they're not only from that one brand that I that I love and I have worked at you know bought from for a long time and just begin to work with but but yeah I this just kind of me sharing what's been coming up for me in the last few days and and yeah something else that's just really random that has been coming up is also like tanning not tanning (laughs) I know I think I was doing my skincare the other day and I was just like wow I wish that when I was a child I never was so overly obsessed with tanning like I when I was a kid from ages you know 12 to 18 I especially in that high school period I was obsessed with tanning and it was just this like weird compulsion that I felt like I had to always be tan and during the summer I would sit out for like I never did like the tanning beds because I read it could give you cancer and you know I never did that but I would sit out in the sun with no sunscreen and when I was younger my mom my mom who is not Latina and my dad who is Latino my mom would always say you know you're Latina so you can uh, you know, be out in the sun or she would always say I have olive skin so you can be out in the sun. Yeah. Okay. Not really. <laughs> uh, not really, uh, to be honest. Like, of course, I go out in the sun all the time, but I wear sunscreen and, and whatnot. And I never wore sunscreen because I felt that I had this, you know, olive Latina skin. I never wore sunscreen. And I, you know, was just feeling into the other day just you know it's so interesting that I had this like obsession with being tan and it just was interesting to reflect on because now as a woman I feel so comfortable in my skin tone when I'm not tan when I'm just you know my normal skin tone which is just an olive color you know just a you know just my normal color and I don't need to be this aggressive like tan that is you know I put all this effort into I don't need to do that and I can just be in my natural skin tone and love it and I think that it's so odd I don't even know you know where that came from is there this sense is there this sense of you know um I don't I really don't understand what the obsession is and when I was younger all the girls in my school were just obsessed with being tan. So we would like during the summer, we would hang out, we would go to the beach and we would tan for like seven hours, like legit, just lay out in the sun. And of course me, I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, Latina, so I don't have to use sunscreen. So it's just like a mess, you know? So I'm like, 
oh my gosh, and now just feeling so comfortable in my skin tone feels really good. Like learning, you know, my different shades of, you know, makeup or concealer or my different, you know, things that look nice on my skin tone without having to change something about myself naturally. And I feel like, of course, when I go out in the sun, I naturally get very tan very quickly. Um, But I don't intentionally go out in the sun. And I remember I used to instead of when I would go to the beach, when I go to the beach now, I go to the beach and I swim or I hang out and I read a book, but I'll likely sit under like an umbrella because that's what's most comfortable. But I would do these things that were not comfortable to me, like sitting out in this fucking, you know, super hot sun for so long all because I was obsessed with this idea of being tan. And it really also like took me out of the present moment and took me out of my own, you know, a joy of what was going on because I was so goal oriented on having to be the most tan and, and, you know, super tan all the time. And I felt so unworthy as a child if I wasn't tan, like I felt like I wasn't pretty or I wasn't, you know, I didn't look good if I wasn't tan. And it was just such an odd such an odd experience <laughs> looking back. And so now as an adult, feeling into that and just feeling like, you know, whatever naturally happens with my skin tone, I'm totally comfortable with that. If I go to the beach, I naturally get very, very tan, but that's, you know, what happens? I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to force it, you know, and just feeling really comfortable in my natural skin tone is, sounds really small, but it feels really good. And I, I also see so many, there's so many different sides, right? There's the girls. I, I never did the, the self tanner because I would get very, you know, tan and, and darker and, and more brown uh, naturally. Um, but I saw girls who were uh, much lighter complexion than me. And when I was in school and they would do these like self tanners and even when I was in college and they felt like, you know, they had to do this self. They had to put this on because they had to be they had to do that to be presentable, to be pretty. And then on the other end, you see girls with darker complexions and darker skin cones, and they will try to stay out of the sun or they will, you know, do these bleaching techniques, especially in other countries, especially in uh, other Asian countries. You see these girls doing these bleaching techniques and all of this trying to kind of change our natural skin tone. And it is so sad. And I am so, you know, sad that we constantly are feeling like we, our skin tone is wrong or what happens naturally with us is wrong. And, you know, even I've had, I have a lot of black girlfriends and, you know, one of my black girlfriends was talking and we were talking at the beach and this was a couple years ago and she was just getting this anxiety because she was like, you know, I am, if I go out in the sun longer, I'm going to get darker. And I was like, well, what's wrong with that? And she was like, well, and she's a model. And she was like, my agency will be upset if I get any shades darker. And I'm, I have this anxiety around getting darker and, and, you know, engaging with my black friends, I've seen a lot of times that girls have this anxiety about being out in the sun because they don't want to get darker. And 
due to these this colonization and this racism that they experience where it's a whole nother it's a whole nother monster right it's it's different than what i'm talking about which is this i don't even know what this is this compulsion for girls to tan and then on the other end there's this this different because it's fueled by racism and colonization and and all of these other nasty things but have you know made black women or darker skinned Asian women or um, darker skinned Latina women feel like anxiety around uh, their own skin color and what naturally happens when they go out in the sun. And all of that to say, I just am feeling content (laughs) with my own natural skin tone and that feels really good and I just wanted to share that and share that little that little thing that's going on with me because I've noticed this summer that I haven't I haven't one time tanned like I haven't tanned on purpose and you know obviously last year I was living in Miami last summer And so obviously I was going to the beach and whatnot. So I naturally was much darker when I was in Miami and I felt, you know, just, you know, more tan and I was just naturally darker because I was living in Miami. But now here and I was going to the beach and I was swimming and I wasn't actually tanning. I was just hanging out at the beach. And for me, I naturally get tanner. Um, and, but here now I'm not in, in by a beach. And so I'm not actually tanning and I'm not going to go sit outside for five hours to try to go change my skin tone. It's just not going to happen. And then just sitting with my natural skin tone feels really, really good. And I think it's the first time that I've not actually been tan, uh, during a summer because usually I was by a beach and then before that I would like force the fuck out of it and I would force it even if I wasn't by a beach I would just lay out wherever I was I remember even living in New York during my college years and I would go to these parks in New York and tan like at the park I would go and lay and it was so uncomfortable and I hated it and guys like would be jacking off in the park and I just hated it but I would do it because I felt like I had to I felt like I had to be you know, tan and darker. I had to be this this more brown color if I wanted to be accepted, if I wanted to be pretty. And I just don't feel that at all anymore. And it feels really, really good. So I just kind of wanted to share that. And kind of what comes along with that too is just kind of knowing yourself and knowing your body. And this kind of goes along with Mature Womanhood, the podcast I did the other day which is really, I was talking about kind of like knowing yourself, knowing your style, knowing what kind of clothes look good on your body, knowing, you know, what makeup you like to do, not what all the other girls are doing, but what looks good on you, what feels good for you, what do you like doing, what feels authentic, really what feels authentic for you. And now I'm learning too, like what feels authentic to me as far as like my makeup routine or how I do my hair or what that means for me when I'm just in my natural skin tone. And so, yeah, so that feels really, really good, too. And just wanted to mention that as well, because I was kind of thinking about that. But but yeah, so this is kind of what's been going on with me this week. And it's, you know, Wednesday and I'm going to drop this on Saturday. So you guys will be hearing this on Saturday. But this felt really good. Let me know in my Instagram comments if you liked this kind of update on my week and what I'm thinking and what I'm integrating and what I'm doing in this week. And I also started my, uh, I uh, joined a girls uh, group of coaching 
And so obviously I do my own coaching and I've mastered what I can teach, right? So I mastered the areas that I can teach in. However, I wanted a coach and a girls, a group of coaching girls that I could enter into, that I could be coached by another woman where it's women who are already in sacred unions. They're already super secure and super healthy and super, you know, um, you know, just in their in their divine union, right? I wanted girl, I wanted to be around other women in their divine unions. Now, how do we go deeper? How do I deepen into love and into presence? And how do I deepen into this uh, sexual intimacy and this uh, divine, just this divine union? How do I deepen into this sacredness that I have? How do I go deeper? Then I want to go deeper. My heart yearns to go deeper, and so um, I wanted to join a girls group for that. So. I joined a a girls group and that started this week and I was super obsessed with the level of vulnerability that that we had in the group that I that I was a part of and it also inspired me I want to do a coaching girls group so I would love to to facilitate that I will probably work on facilitating that in a few months but but yeah so this week has been really good there have been some challenges but overall I feel like I'm deepening into femininity whereas you know, creating femininity and being in your feminine uh, is one level. And then now that you're in that, now where do you go? How do you deepen? How do you go to the depths of this femininity? Like how do you deepen so much into this femininity? And that's kind of what I've been feeling into this last week. And even in my sexuality, feeling into the different archetypes of the feminine that I'm not necessarily super uh, comfortable with or super that don't come ne- necessarily natural to me let's say the most natural sexual archetype for me is the the um, maiden right let's say that's my most natural sexual archetype and then going into let's say the wild woman archetype might not be as natural for me and so going into that archetype and feeling into that power and that primal essence that feels really good right so going into these different archetypes that we're not necessarily so comfortable in and feeling into what feels authentic for me here where are my edges here so I've been doing that too and that also feels really good and feels really deepening into this feminine space so so yeah so this has been my week so far and I love you guys so much I yeah I just love you guys thank you guys so much thank you guys for listening to me thank you guys for trusting me thank you guys for supporting me i love you please subscribe to my youtube that if you guys care about me at all you'll subscribe to my youtube (laughs) so i'm gonna link that below i'll also link the cycles journal that i have i should like become an affiliate for them because i feel like i'm gonna get so many girls to to get their journals but i'm gonna link it below and then i'm gonna link the shock rubs link to the yoni egg and um so yeah so just so you guys have those information so that you have that information and and yeah all right guys i love you so much thank you for listening to me and i will talk to you soon bye prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed subscription required individual results may vary additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com read all warnings before using glp1s side effects may include a risk of thyroid c-cell tumors do not use glp1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life altering. And if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.